Welcome to the Way of the Bible podcast, inspiring and empowering Christians of all measures of faith to simply believe God and follow Jesus. Join in with our host, Bible teacher and guide, Dr. Philip Zimmerman, as he explores the paths through Scripture that lead to life in the will of God, being joyful always, praying continually, and being thankful in all circumstances, simply by believing God and following Jesus. And now, Dr. Z. Welcome again. This is Dr. Philip Zimmerman and Dr. Z. And you join me for episode number 080.02 of Way of the Bible podcast. So glad to have you with me today. This is our second of three short episodes in a special Christmas 2022 miniseries entitled Jesus Prophesied, Arrived, and Returning. On this episode, we're going to take a brief look at Jesus' arrival and reception. Overviews of his ministry life were covered in episodes number 065 to number 068. That included the books of Matthew all the way to the book of John. In real-time sequence, this 2022 Christmas miniseries special is being presented after the completion of our 10th Bible Overview miniseries. In miniseries 3 through 10, we've overviewed the Bible from the book of Genesis all the way through 2 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul mentions in several of his epistles mysteries concerning Jesus Christ, which were kept hidden in God since before the creation of the world. Paul notes the unveiling of these mysteries in Ephesians 3, 4-5. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Now, the reason that we're making note of this particular passage and the significance of the mysteries of Christ revealed in the epistles is that they explain to a great extent why Israel did not accept Jesus when he appeared, because they were expecting something different. And we covered that in our last Christmas 2022 miniseries episode. From the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 to 5, there would be one coming before the one to come to prepare his way. We see the first announcement of this fulfillment when the angel Gabriel visits the priest Zechariah, father of yet conceived John the Baptist, while he was serving in the temple. This comes out of Luke chapter 1, verses 13 to 17. The angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. While the conception of Christ was prophesied in Isaiah 7:14, which says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. How he was conceived was quite unique, right? The angel Gabriel visited the virgin Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph, and said, this comes out of Luke 1, 30-35, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, 
and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. It is clear from this passage that Jesus was the one prophesied to David by Nathan in 2 Samuel 12, 12-13. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So this is what Israel was looking for, was this descendant of David who was going to come and establish this forever kingdom. And of course, the angel Gabriel is denouncing to Mary that this child that she's going to bear is hers. Now, continuing in Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to 35, And Mary said to the angel, How shall this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, what was not clear from the Isaiah 7:14 passage of the virgin conceiving a son was the role the Holy Spirit would play in the virgin's conception. And again, we have an Old Testament prophecy that talks about a virgin having a son, but it's not anticipated that it's going to be by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, Joseph, his, who was betrothed to, to Mary, was not Jesus' father. God was his father. The announcement of the one coming was not only carried out by angels, but also by the Holy Spirit speaking through individuals prior to and after Jesus' birth. We'll begin with Elizabeth, Zechariah's wife, and Mary's cousin, upon the occasion of expectant Mary visiting her. This comes out of Luke chapter 1, verses 41 to 45. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord." Now, Mary responded to Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation." He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Next to prophesy in the Holy Spirit is Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, at the circumcision ceremony of his son John. This comes out of Luke chapter 1, verses 67 to 79. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us, that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, 
might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, he's talking to his son John, will be called prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sun shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. That was Zechariah again when his son John was getting circumcised. And again, was filled with the Holy Spirit prophesying about his son John and the one coming. Of course, when Jesus was born, we have angels announcing Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When it was time for the purification after a birth required by the law, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple. While they are prophesying, continue. This comes out of Luke chapter 3, verses 25 to 28. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. The Apostle John, in his book, describes the coming of Jesus in the opening of his gospel. This comes out of John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the darkness has not overcome it. Matthew tells us wise men from the east spooked King Herod by visiting and asking him for some directions. <laughs> this comes out of Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. 
Now, when the wise men didn't return as Herod had requested when giving them directions, he had all the boys in the town of Bethlehem, two years and under, put to death. Now, the reason that Herod was spooked was that these were not just wise men from the east, but probably representatives of the magicians and enchanters from the former Babylonian and Medo-Persian empires. So they probably was a big entourage coming in here. When they come to ask about where is he was born king of the Jews, Herod understands these are the kingmakers. These guys make kings and kingdoms. They announce when the kings come. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had made Daniel chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. You'll remember God had given Daniel an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems. Daniel was also given a vision of the one coming from God who would destroy all kingdoms on earth and establish God's kingdom that would last forever. It would not be unexpected that Daniel would have revealed to the enchanters and astrologers the sign that would announce the coming of the king of Israel sent from heaven. And so when they, they come in, they're, they're following this star, right, in the, that's in the sky. That's what's happening right there. Probably Daniel told them when this star appears, the king of Israel has been born. John the Baptist was clearly recognized by the people to be a prophet of God, and some began to wonder in their hearts if he could be the Christ. John the Baptist's response is found in Luke chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. John answered them, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Jesus entered into ministry at age 30, beginning with his baptism by John the baptizer. This comes out of Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus, in his words and actions, was a fulfillment of God's words to Moses. This comes out of Deuteronomy chapter 18, 18 to 19. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. While Jesus spoke of being sent by God the Father often, He made it a point near the end of his ministry to make no doubt in the minds of his listeners he had fulfilled this prophecy of Deuteronomy chapter 18. This comes out of John chapter 12, verses 44 to 50. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Have any doubts that Jesus fulfilled that Deuteronomy 18 passage? John the Apostle described the culmination of Jesus' ministry life at the beginning of his gospel. This comes out of John chapter 1, verses 9 to 8. 
the true light which gives true light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. And with those passages, we conclude this short episode of Jesus arrived. When he came, many prophesied of his coming. And Jesus, in his ministry, spoke that he was from the Father. Jesus arrived and accomplished everything the Father had sent him to do. And, of course, which was culminated in him being crucified on the cross. On our next episode, we'll take a look at Jesus returning. He's coming back to take the church to himself and rescue the remnant of Israel who call upon the name of the Lord in their distress. Thank you for listening and have yourself a Merry Christmas because this particular episode is being released right before Christmas 2022. And again, thank you for for continuing to listen even during the holiday season. Subscribe, follow, rate, and review the show. Show notes and other resources are found on my website, waythebible.com. Join me on the path. Write me a note. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is Dr. Z, that's D-R-Z, at wayofthebible.com. And let me end this episode as I end all my episodes by saying, simply believe God and follow Jesus. Live as a child of light overflowing with living water and the will of God, being joyful always, praying continually, and thankful in all circumstances. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. We hope this episode of Way of the Bible has you feeling inspired and empowered to simply believe God and follow Jesus. Remember to search the scriptures to confirm what you've heard today. And join us next episode as we continue to discover together the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden in Christ and be transformed daily by the renewing of your mind. Knowing God's will for you is a life filled with joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. Be blessed.